Welcome to Ask the Expert, uh, presented by The Sugar Science. It's a brief, informative, and lively discussion with experts in type 1 diabetes and related interdisciplinary research. We're recording this event, and we'll post it on the Sugar Science site YouTube channel shortly after the presentations. If you have questions for our guests, please feel free to enter them in the chat or raise your hand at the end of the presentation. And today we have as our guest, Matthias Barth, um, and he comes... Uh, to us from Europe. I'm going to let him present uh, or give a little introduction about himself. And today he's going to talk to us about leadership for postdocs, graduate students, and early career scientists. Welcome, Matthias. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Can you give us a little uh, a thumbnail sketch of your career path and sort of what excites you about the research you're working on now and as it pertains to leadership? Yeah, uh, as I said, my name is Matthias Bard. I'm I'm working in sustainability science, so a broad interdisciplinary field, where I see myself as sort of the first generation of that sort of um, uh, interdisciplinary raised um, uh, researchers who needed to find their spot and field in that messy ground of inter and transdisciplinary research. So I started back in the 90s. I started environmental science um, in Germany as a diploma program. Um, that was already an interdisciplinary program from which I went for my PhD. I went to educational science, working on uh, competence development of higher education students. That is sort of the field of uh, the area of research I was looking in. Um, worked then in, in Melbourne, in Australia for a while and worked as a uh, professor of education for sustainable development then. And my research really is concerned about um, learning in a broad sense and competence development um, in the field of sustainability um, to enable and empower people to contribute to transformation and transformational change. And therefore, obviously, leadership and leadership skills um, figure prominently and play an important role. And this is where some of my research is concerned with, but where we also do a lot of training. So with colleagues, we set up a postdoc academy for transformational leadership, in which we really try to help um, postdocs in that really important step of their career after, you know, after finalizing successfully their PhD and before coming becoming a professor, really to gain those uh, skills and competences needed to lead to lead teams and to also, you know, make an impact into society and academia. This is really an important skill. And um, I first learned of your work in this space when I saw your uh, profile in the Nature, a uh, recent Nature um, article. Do you wanna talk a little bit about that? I mean, it was really great to see this kind of um, effort, you know, um, in the space because it, oftentimes I think that postdocs and um, graduate students, early career scientists don't, are, are not given this kind of directive. And I think it's, it's really important. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And so I was really glad that was, that this was being taken up um, uh, from nature career and, and, and put a spotlight onto that, um, as I think really critical area, because we do see some, you know, some soft skill training, also some early leadership training with um, PhD students every once in a while. But with that next step of a career and which especially, you know, Europe is there a bit different to the to the US system where you often have sort of an, an, an interim stage before you get your first assistant professorship. And really, you know, 
building skills continuously in that time, there's little support systems out there. And so we, we partnered with um, uh, some great colleagues in Europe and with a uh, generous funder who also saw that need to really not only to tackle leadership skills, but also to do that for a very specific group, which is working in that interdisciplinary field and which is working with a strong impetus also on making a social, social relevant impact which is often, you know, contradictory to um, uh, being sort of a, a, a highly profiled academic. So it was really for us, how can we balance that? How can we balance becoming excellent in academia and also doing something that is socially relevant and also, you know, um, transfer that the, 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 the insights that you get there and really help society using these insights and the expertise you are developing. Yeah, I, I really agree with this. Um, and so what are you what are you going to share with us today? You have a few slides that you want to share with us? I, I, I do I, I do brought a, a few slides. Um, I, I, what I want to share is really sort of a couple of dimensions on what we call transformative leadership and which also sort of underpinned the, the postdoc academy we are doing and the, the sort of training. Well, and training might not even be the right word. Really, it's, it's about empowerment. It's education rather than training. So the education we are offering there, because we, we figured there, you know, when we talk about transformational leadership, making a social impact, that there are basically four dimensions. I would, I would say that really are important and where you know early career researchers really need to position themselves and, and develop certain knowledge and expertise. And this is what I would quickly share in like four or five slides. And then I do have some reading suggestions and then I'm glad to you know talk further on these aspects. That sounds so if great. We look, if we look into these dimensions, um, four leadership dimensions as I said, the first would be innovation for me. The first really is to create your own stand as an early career researcher to be an innovative thinker. You know, it's about creating novelty, finding intelligent and, as I might add, um, also meaningful solutions. And really, it's about learning and daring to think outside the box. I think this is really crucial here. This is what we call triple loop learning. So really to reflect upon, you know, not only doing things differently, but really doing different things. So that outside the box sort of innovation is a first and very important dimension for us, which we try to encourage. A second one would be collaboration. Here it's really pointing out that, you know, creating, uh, creating your stand as a, a leader does not mean you that, that you are the lone wolf. You know, you're not alone out there. And it's really a collective approach that will ultimately help you, which also means that it's about building networks early on strategically so that you reach out to other colleagues and peers and that you build your own strong network. And network not only in your own very own discipline, but really across disciplines in an interdisciplinary manner with practitioners, with funders that might be important for you so that you build such a diverse group and where you also really embrace diversity. Diversity really as an added value because it, it brings an, an added value to your team. It will create more innovation, more outside the box thinking as well, and it will drive new ideas and innovation. So this is very important. And such teams will really enable you to 
break down complex problems and, and to find new and meaningful solutions. And therefore, you really need to, what we, what we figured is that you really need to develop a language where you can talk about and across disciplines. So where you are understood, where you can bring in your expertise, but where you also can connect to the expertise of other disciplines. So that is a second important dimension. The third one, if I go on, would be impact. And here for us, as I mentioned before, the key for us really is uh, to find ways to balance academic excellence, ACA academic impact, and social relevance, which would be the social impact there that really matters. And if you can do that, then you can really, then you will be able to create real world impact. And this for me is what at the end of the day counts. And which especially, you know, when, when, where we come from, sustainability science, when it's about sustainability, uh, this is really important. And as we see, it, which is also more and more accounted for also in academia. So it is about engagement with stakeholders. It is about transdisciplinary work and be able to reach out um, to um, other stakeholders. And it's also about diversifying your communication channels. So that's not only academic publications, but that you're really enabled to spread the word about you know, your findings, your research you're doing, and what that might mean and what impact that could have for society as well. So it's not only transfer of knowledge, which you need to get better at, but it's really that co-creation of knowledge with different partners across disciplines and with practitioners, which is really crucial here. And as a fourth and, um, and, and final dimension, it's for us the dimension of, or the principle of care that really builds on the inside of the, the value of investing in people. So that you really create some sort of a culture of kindness that brings you a long way, even if there is a lot of competition out there, and we all know that in academia, but it really is about bringing people to, um, together that really counts at the end of the day and that contributes to change. So it's about learning to, you know, for things like active listening, development of trust that is important here, which can happen through um, mentorship relations. So I, we, we, we always, you know, we stress the point of um, finding, of becoming a mentor in your career, but also finding mentorship. And it probably is, you know, really role models we are talking about, not always that sort of the white old guy that might help you to a certain point, but, you know, um, might not if it becomes a competition, but really, you know, finding role models where you can relate to and also being a role model for others. But also, you know, creating a, a um, culture and routines of peer mentoring and peer feedback, which brings us back to the collaboration aspect, where it's really important. And I was I was excited to learn about um, um, sugar science here and and the ideas because this is very that is that is close to what what we are doing and thinking about where you know we try to incentivize also. Um, really a, a close collaboration amongst peers where they can further develop together. Yeah. So this would be, in a, in a nutshell, the four dimensions really for us. And I brought with me two reading suggestions, which I can really point out. One is um, The Art of Leading Collectively. So if you want to read one book that sort of underpins these thinking, that, that could be the one. And the other is a paper, which I'm also um, happy to share later on in the chat which was written by the one, one of the cohorts of our postdoc academy, 
which also is about the, that idea of collective leadership. And I like that quite a lot because they use their own case studies, sort of their cohort and they're growing together as a network, as an example to sort of distill some of these key principles furthermore. So that is published in Sustainability Science and I'm happy to share that as a paper that elaborates a bit more on these ideas. That's fantastic. We will definitely share that as well on our um, on our website, in our um, in our forums, and allow people to weigh in on them. You know, I just love this idea of the postdoc academy. Um, and I wanted to know. I mean, this is in Ger you're in Germany. Um, it, are you guys sort of taking the lead on this? I mean, have you heard other uh, places throughout Europe doing this? I mean, because I no. certainly have not heard it in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. We it has an it has a sort of an um, European approach and, and, and perspective, um, but really European, not German only. So we've partnered with um, Humboldt University, which is also in Germany in Berlin, mm -hmm. but also with Stockholm Resilience Center, one of the really the, the, the great think tanks when it comes to resilience, the concept of resilience and sustainability science and basically across the world, and with Drift in Rotterdam, which does a lot of work on transition theory and, 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 and transition and, and, and change management. So these are four partners, um, and, and I think we complement each other quite nicely. So we, you know, we have complementary strength um, and approaches, and we try to bring them really together in a series of seminars. So um, a cohort in our postdoc academy um, goes through a series of seminars over the span of two years. And there's a lot of collaboration and networking in between. Our funder also offers to them um, some seed money for activities so that they can connect, that they can get um, training specifically to their needs if they see additional needs, and that they really build a network for their career so that they really, you know, they they are sometimes in a so, sort of in a competitive competitive um, situation. They apply sometimes for the same professorships, but they always understood themselves really as peers who can enable each other to become better. And, and you know, they, they have um, like, they applied for funds together. They have research ideas, which they can combine. And that is a great interdisciplinary sort of bunch of people that really starts working together. Yeah, this this philosophy underlines, you know, really what we're trying to achieve here at the sugar science. It's exactly what we're trying to mm -hmm. do. And so I really love that it's, um, you know, that that it's happening in other places. Um, what about, you know, if, if I think the U.S. people in the U.S. could really benefit, uh, young scientists could really benefit from this kind of program. I wonder if your program, I mean, I know you have cohorts moving through it, but do you share any of these resources? Are they available um, online? Could people access them? We haven't thought about that yet. Um, uh, up to now, it really is a closed job, I have, I have to say, um, but not necessarily so. And we thought, and we are in the discussion, we are now... We, we just got in the applications for the fourth cohort. So the, the first two are through, the third is on the run, and the fourth is going to start um, this year. We had a bit of a struggle with that sort of idea of networking um, corona-wise, obviously, um, but it was really amazing to see how they even you know could build these relationships over Zoom. 
And we are now in, in sort of um, <clears throat> thinking strategically about the next steps to expand that, also to invite, you know, other regions to join as well and to make some of the material available, definitely. Because yeah. we see that increasing need and we don't, we see it not only in, in Europe, obviously. We'd, um, well, we definitely would like to have you back. We did have a little bit of an issue with our link, but we'd love to have you back and, and um, talk again to our group. And I think we're going to try to make that happen. But I, I think we'll have some offline conversation also about, you know, how we might bring this to groups in the U.S. And Mateus, mm -hmm. what you're doing is really important. And um, we've spoken to many young uh, scientists, not only those that study diabetes, but interdisciplinary scientists that intersect with type 1 diabetes, you know, immunology and the GWAS people and, and cell biologists. And, you know, a lot of the young scientists are feeling pretty isolated right now. You know, they've been, um, you know, kind of cut off a bit from their mentors, from their PIs, um, principal investigators, and from each other, you know, and they've had limited access to the laboratory. And then when people are in there, it's very cloistered. So they, and they're, and they're young in their career, you know, so that's where they sort of need a lot of nurturing um, and direction. And so that's, I know a lot of them are feeling very, uh, a little adrift. Um, and so I think these kinds of programs and support can be so powerful and, um, just really cha your champion here, what you're doing. I, I, I totally agree with the importance of that. And this is what, what our research shows us as well, you know, and, and, and how much impact that, that really can create. And I see a lot of similarities, sort of the, the areas you're describing, your researchers are working in where, and I think especially that sort of balancing, you know, and social impact with, you know, academic career is so important. And I do see the potential for the U.S. definitely as well. I'm, I'm well connected to Arizona State University. Um, and we, we did a lot of work together. Um, so th th there definitely is a link and, and discussions there also showed us, you know, there is really that, that, that is that missing link in these you know, one, two, three years after doing your PhD, really to, you know, taking up on that and doing a next step. I think that is so crucial. And especially in these tough times, you know, where this these critical career steps are, <laughs> they are really tough right at the moment and people struggling all, all over. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, and also I, I just would like to highlight that sometimes science can be a solitary pursuit. You know, there's a lot of time where people are just alone doing their protocols, alone in front of a microscope and doing some patch clamping. You know, these are solitary um, and very intensive, you know, kinds of um, things that they're doing. So, it, it, you know, it, it is, it's even more important in this context to really have a good network to reach out to. And so I wonder, I, I know someone has asked in the chat, you know, whether or not uh, you can um, talk about when, when was the nature article released? It must have been a couple of weeks ago. Only. Yeah. It's in, a it's in April. April, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I'll um, give that to people in the, in the chat. Um, and um, I wonder if anyone else had any questions. Thank you again, Matthias. We'll have you back on and, and hopefully we'll, um, have more interface with the postdoc uh, group and, and more questions and answers. So thank you again for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you.